Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, the surprising jobs report. As the U.S. economy struggles to rebound from the COVID pandemic, the unemployment rate goes up. But so does the stock market. The message from the Biden administration, take a deep breath. The road to recovery will be bumpy. But what about the concern that expanded unemployment benefits incentivize people not to work? We talked to one restaurant manager who says business is booming, but she's never been so shorthanded. Pfizer asked the FDA for full approval of its COVID vaccine, the first to do so. So will that make it easier to get shots in arms? And the U.S. prepares to vaccinate teens 12 and older. Civil rights charges. Derek Chauvin and three other former Minneapolis police officers now face federal charges for allegedly violating George Floyd's civil rights. COVID runs rampant in India. With the country's prime minister under pressure to impose a lockdown, we go inside a slum where people live elbow to elbow. Out of control rocket. All eyes on the sky this weekend while rocket scientists try to figure out where China's 20-ton rocket will crash into Earth. Nationwide smoke detector recall, which you and your family need to know. The top baby names of 2020, the list is out. And is your name on it? And ahead of Mother's Day, Steve Hartman's on the road with the most important thing you can give your mom. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with millions of Americans still out of work and millions of jobs that still need to be filled. President Biden said today the economy has a long way to go after a report showed only 266,000 new jobs were added in April. Now, economists had expected closer to a million. At the same time, the unemployment rate ticked up to 6.1 percent. But while the stock market took the news in stride with the Dow up 229 points to another record high, 
Republicans didn't. And tonight they're blaming President Biden for extending federal unemployment benefits. They say are an incentive for workers to stay home, leaving bars, restaurants and other businesses struggling to hire. The White House says that's wrong, with the president calling the recovery a marathon, not a sprint. And his Treasury secretary blaming irregular school schedules for keeping people at home with children instead of out looking for jobs. Well, there's a lot of big headlines tonight, including news that could dramatically expand where Pfizer's COVID vaccine will be available. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, CBS's Weijia Jiang is going to lead off our coverage from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening, Nora. President Biden quickly dismissed those claims that Americans don't want to work as, quote, loose talk. He said he is dealing with a once-in-a-generation economic crisis that will take time to repair. President Biden tried to frame the disappointing jobs report as just another step towards economic recovery, but he acknowledged the difficult task ahead. And we knew this wouldn't be a sprint, it'd be a marathon. Our efforts are starting to work, but the climb is steep and we still have a long way to go. Employers added just 266,000 jobs in April, sharply lower than the 1 million that many economists had predicted and the lowest monthly figure since the president took office. Mr. Biden argued that money from the COVID relief package passed in March will help once it works its way through the economy. But he admitted that doesn't help people who are hurting right now. While jobs are coming back, there's still millions of people out there looking for work. But some employers, like at this Boston-area pizza shop, are struggling to find those people. I never thought we'd be as uh, short-handed as we are right now. Manufacturing and construction companies, along with businesses in the service industry, say they are dealing with a labor shortage. We definitely have the clientele. We definitely have the business. Now it's just the part uh, like trying to get people to come in to work. Republicans claim that additional unemployment benefits are to blame. $300 a week in federal aid on top of state payments that average $320 a week. They're better off uh, financially to stay home rather than go back to work. The Chamber of Commerce today called for an end to those benefits, and the GOP governors of South Carolina and Montana have announced its residents would be cut off from those funds next month, arguing they're harming the economy. The president was asked if the benefits were discouraging people from looking for work. No, nothing measurable. So on that point, Weijia joins us now. What does the Biden administration attribute these disappointing job numbers to? Well, the White House is echoing the economists that we are hearing from who point to several reasons, like the COVID fear factor, saying some people are still nervous about going into a workspace, especially if it's a crowded bar or a restaurant. They also say parents are struggling to find childcare and that some businesses are opening much faster than schools. Nora. All right. Weijia Jang, thank you. Well, tonight, as Derek Chauvin awaits sentencing for the murder of George Floyd, a federal grand jury has now accused him and three other ex-Minneapolis police officers of violating Floyd's civil rights. Chauvin was also hit today with separate charges for kneeling on the neck of a 14-year-old boy. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Tonight, the Justice Department says this was a clear violation of George Floyd's civil rights. I can breathe. In the federal indictment of Chauvin, Tutau, Alexander King, and Thomas Lane, prosecutors say the more than nine-minute arrest 
violated Mr. Floyd's constitutional right to be free from the use of unreasonable force by a police officer. It also alleges that Tao and King failed to intervene to stop Chauvin's use of unreasonable force, and that all four former officers saw Floyd on the ground in need of medical care but willfully failed to aid him. You're talking. Deep breath. Ben Crump represents Floyd's family. There is nobody who will say what we witnessed on that video was not a violation of George Floyd's right to life. The federal grand jury also indicted Chauvin in connection with the arrest of a 14-year-old boy in September 2017. Federal prosecutors allege that Chauvin struck the teenager multiple times in the head with a flashlight and held his knee on the neck and upper back, even after he was handcuffed and unresisting. Other high-profile cases like Floyd's have not led to federal indictments, among them Michael Brown's shooting and Eric Garner's death in 2014. Last month in a state trial, Chauvin was found guilty on all the charges he was facing. This week, his attorney filed a motion claiming that errors were made, a number of them, during his trial. However, as his case stands now, he faces a maximum 40 years behind bars when he's sentenced next month. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. We're going to turn now to the coronavirus pandemic and a move today by the drug maker Pfizer that could actually greatly expand access to its COVID shot. One in three Americans are now fully vaccinated against COVID and cities across the U.S. are now gearing up to begin giving shots to kids 12 and over. Here's CBS's Janet Chamlian. Tonight, Pfizer is asking the FDA for full approval of its vaccine for people 16 and older. That would allow direct marketing to consumers and make it easier for employers to require vaccinations for workers. FDA will move as expeditiously as possible without compromising its gold standard for safety. Meanwhile, millions of younger Americans may soon be eligible for the vaccine. The FDA is expected to authorize the Pfizer shot for 12 to 15-year-olds next week. Will it be available through a pediatrician's offices? So the vaccine that is going to be approved is the Pfizer vaccine, which does require the ultra-cold storage. So it will generally be at locations where that ultra-cold storage is available, which is more likely hospitals and very centralized locations. And Pfizer is likely to seek emergency use for children as young as two in September. But less than a third of parents say they'd get their children vaccinated when they're eligible, according to a survey. Can you smile? Pediatric organ transplant surgeon Tao Galvan got her 16-month-old son Nathan vaccinated, the first child under two to get the Pfizer shot, in a study run by Texas Children's Hospital, where she works. You were concerned about putting him in the trial, but you did so anyway. Why? So having understood the data and the science and the risks involved, we felt that the benefits far outweighed the risks. And, and so that was why the decision was clearer for me. Nathan was given one-tenth of an adult dose. By the end of the day, he was having a dance party with his brother. So everything was fine. He had two hives by his knee, but he has allergies, so he has hives every other day, honestly. Go on, Charlie. Her older son, Charlie, is enrolled in phase two of the Pfizer trial for his age group. <laughs> As the trial for children moves forward here at Texas Children's Hospital, tonight the Houston Health Department tells CBS News some 51,000 people who received the first dose of the vaccine have not returned for the second. 
and that could have an impact on herd immunity. Nora. All right, Janet Chamley, and thank you. We're going to turn to India now in another deadly day, along with a record number of new COVID infections. In a country of nearly one and a half billion people, fewer than 3% have been fully vaccinated. CBS's Chris Livesay reports from New Delhi. With cases skyrocketing, oxygen dwindling, and vaccines at a trickle, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is under mounting pressure from opposition leaders, even Dr. Anthony Fauci, to impose a strict nationwide lockdown. Exactly how he would do it in a country with 65 million people living in slums is a gargantuan challenge. Roughly 2 million people live elbow to elbow elbow in New Delhi's slums in such cramped conditions, social distancing, let alone self-isolating, are virtually impossible. Take Chand Babu, who lives in this tiny hut with his wife and four children. No electricity, no running water, and only one common toilet shared between five families, few wearing masks. As for health services... So no COVID tests, no vaccines, no doctors, no no health officials, nobody. COVID now runs so rampant in New Delhi that it's probably too late for a strict lockdown to actually work, says Princeton epidemiologist Ramanan Laxmanarian. The lockdowns are helpful um, when you're imposing it in a situation where there are very few cases. India's greatest risk is the virus spilling over into the rural hinterland. That's where a lockdown is urgent, he says. One can't even imagine what's happening out there in smaller towns which just don't have the healthcare facilities. As for the people in this slum, many live hand-to-mouth as day laborers. And for them, a strict national lockdown could be just as devastating as the virus. Nora. Chris Livesay in New Delhi. Thank you, Chris. A judge in North Carolina has ruled that the family of Andrew Brown Jr. can only see less than 20 minutes of nearly two hours of body cam video from his deadly encounter with police. Brown was shot dead in his car last month when deputies tried to execute warrants. His family is expected to see the video next Tuesday, but it's unclear if the footage will ever be made public. All right. All eyes will be on the sky this weekend as a large section of a Chinese rocket tumbles back to Earth. It's hoped that pieces of China's 20-ton rocket will splash down in the ocean, but no one knows exactly where the space junk will hit. Here's CBS's David Martin. You can see the Chinese rocket, all 20 tons of it, flashing in the sunlight as it tumbles through space at 18,000 miles an hour, orbiting closer and closer to Earth. We think that that's going to happen sometime between early Saturday and and midday Sunday. The U.S. military is tracking it, but that's all. We don't have a plan to shoot the, the rocket down. We're hopeful that that it will land in, uh, in a place where it won't, uh, won't harm anyone. When an object that big runs into the Earth's atmosphere, what happens? The rocket stage breaks apart into pieces and the more solid bits will survive and eventually crash into the Earth. What's got everybody concerned, of course, is the thought of a 20-ton object coming to Earth. That's not going to happen. But you will get a bunch of maybe a couple hundred pound objects slamming into the Earth. And so you don't want to be standing in the way of one of those. Seventy percent of the Earth's surface is water. So odds are that's where pieces of the 100-foot-long rocket will crash. For all us Earthlings, should we 
duck and cover or just trust the odds? Trust the odds. There are much bigger, I guarantee you, you have bigger problems right now. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. All right. Tonight, a major problem with a popular brand of smoke detectors has led to a nationwide recall. Kitta True Sense smoke alarms are being recalled for not going off when there's a fire. More than 200,000 units were sold by major retailers, including Walmart, Home Depot and Amazon. Kitta says it will replace the units free of charge. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In Ocean City, Maryland today, officials honored a hero who rescued a toddler who was thrown from a bridge in a multiple vehicle accident. The little girl, nearly two years old, was ejected from the car in her car seat to the water below. Jonathan Bauer, who was also involved in the crash on Sunday, along with his daughter, Ava, leaped into the bay to save the child. And just looked over my daughter and said, grab the first fire, firefighter or police officer you see. And then pushed off. Probably the scariest part of my life, seeing my dad jump off the bridge. Wow, Bauer was presented with a plaque for his heroism. All who were injured are now home from the hospital. The most popular baby names for 2020 are out today. The list released by the Social Security Administration for girls. The top three are Olivia, Emma, and Ava. For boys, it's Liam, Noah, and Oliver. One name that's rapidly dropping from favor, Alexa. One possible reason, imagine calling for your daughter and having Amazon Alexa answer. Hmm, I guess that's why Siri didn't make the list. Tonight, we're wrapping up our special Mother's Day series with a mom and son relationship that is motion picture perfect. We first met them in 2017, and Steve Hartman joins them tonight on the road to movie stardom. At her sold-out New York premiere, Rebecca Danagellis was pulled in all directions, everyone wanting a picture with this most unlikely star of the silver screen. It was really bizarre because I'm like, this is just my mom. We just showed up out of an Uber. Um, (laughs) Rebecca's son, Sean Pierre. She went from hotel housekeeper to household name over the last four or five years. As we first reported back in 2017, the journey began right after she left this voicemail for her son. I just got fired. Just want you to know that. Call me back. Let go at 75. End of message. I was in shock. I never expected it to happen to me. My biggest worry was, like, if she loses her job, what else does she have? Rebecca tried finding other work went to career centers, scoured job listings, but nothing. There ain't no reason anybody's going to hire somebody that's 75 years of age. Which is why Sean Pierre, who works as a freelance journalist, took a different tack. She worked her hands to the bone. She deserved to feel joy. And that's what I wanted to give her. So, on that note, mother and son hit the road. He took her bucket list. And together, they started ticking off items. Oh my God. Milk a cow in Vermont. 
done. Take a hip hop lesson. Check. Learn to use Instagram. Just press the heart. Work in progress. Jean Pierre has chronicled the whole adventure in a new documentary called Duty Free. The film, now showing across the country, is his gift to her. And although Rebecca couldn't be more grateful, she says it was hardly necessary. She says no one needs to roll out a red carpet for their mom on Mother's Day. They just need to follow the sidewalk to her door. The most important thing you can give your moms is time. You want to spend time with them. Oscar-worthy advice. <laughs> Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. What a great message. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there this weekend. On Face the Nation this Sunday, John Dickerson's guests will include Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Hope you have a great weekend and a very happy Mother's Day. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.